Welcome and thank you for joining us on Birth Mother Matters in Adoption with Kelly Rourke Scary and me, Ron Rains, where we delve into the issues of adoption from every angle of the adoption triad. Do what's best for your kid and for yourself because if you can't take care of yourself, you're definitely not going to be able to take care of that kid and that's not fair. And I know that my daughter will be well taken care of with them. Don't have an abortion. Give this child a chance. All I could think about was needing to save my son. My name is Kelly Rourke-Scary. I am the executive director, president, and co-founder of Building Arizona Families Adoption Agency, the Donna K. Evans Foundation, and creator of the You Before Me campaign. I have a bachelor's degree in family studies and human development and a master's degree in education with an emphasis in school counseling. I was adopted at the age of three days, born to a teen birth mother, raised in a closed adoption, and reunited with my birth mother in 2007. I have worked in the adoption field for over 15 years. And I'm Ron Raines. I've worked in radio since 1999. I was the co-host of two successful morning shows in Prescott, Arizona. Now I work for my wife, who's an adoption attorney, and I'm able to combine these two great passions and share them on this podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, make sure to rate and review us on whatever platform you use to listen to us and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Look for AZ Adopt Podcast. All right. Today, we're going to talk about the role of a birth mother case manager, what makes a really good birth mother case manager versus a mediocre or maybe not so great case manager. We're going to talk about why these things are important. Um, what to look for in a birth mother case manager. If you're an adoptive family uh, looking into adoption and you want to talk to an agency about what they look for in their case managers and what kind of services case birth mother case managers provide and how birth mothers and adoptive families benefit from those services and um, actions that a birth mother takes. Very good. Case manager. Yeah. So I'm excited about today's podcast. So when when we hire uh, birth mother case managers, there is an ARA statute that defines the minimal requirements um, per the state because we're licensed by the state. So each state may or may not have listed minimal requirements. And we don't really need to go into those because they're so confusing. Um, you know, on one hand, you they say, okay, you must have, you know, a, a degree and this many years. But then if you keep reading, you can add, you can, you know, bypass a degree if you have 10 years and specialized experience. And so there's so many caveats. And, you know, if you're, you're looking at it, it looks like, you know, a maze. A maze, right. Certainly. (laughs) So the best thing to do is to understand what the requirements are, you know, for the state that you are having um, work, the agency that you're working with and if they're licensed and if they have to adhere to any of those requirements imposed by their state. So that's the baseline is the state imposed requirements. Then adoptions are really specialized field. So I have found that most of our caseworkers do not have prior adoption experience. They may have some realm of, like they may have worked for the state and they may have worked dabbled in the state adoptions, or they may have worked in, you know, the foster care department but working with birth mothers is really niche work. It's really specialized and that's not always a bad thing. 
you know, they always say you can't teach an old dog new tricks. So sometimes when we are bringing on a new caseworker, you know, we're starting from scratch and that's okay because we can, you know, train her how we want things done. And, you know, it's not constantly trying to get her to deviate from the standard or the default that she's used to going to. So certainly, certainly that helps. Um, so it's a specialized, it's really a specialized field. So with the birth mother case manager, you really have to have an open schedule. You know, it's a hard job if you have young children, because it's a drop and go, you know, babies are born 365 days a year, 24 hours a day. And when you're case managing outside of the COVID pandemic, a lot of times you're in labor and delivery. And so you've got to have a a schedule that is accommodating. So that adds a layer. You also, as, as my husband loves to say, have to have really thick skin because when you're working with a population and not every birth mother, you know, is homeless or is using substances. Some of them are, some of them are not. Mm-hmm. When you're pregnant, you can be pretty hormonal. Uh, I know. Cause I've been through that four times and you know, <laughs> in Arizona, it's pretty hot out. And so you can get agitated pretty easy. Right. And add in, you know, if there are some substances or mental health issues or frustration over finances or issues that are leading a birth mother to choose adoption. Mm-hmm. So she's got all that weighing on her. So all these things are just going on in her head. And if, if you don't have thick skin, it can wear on you sometimes, you know, right. I mean, when, when you're not in a good mood and you're by yourself in a hotel room and the caseworker calls you and wakes you up, she's going to get it. She's going to get it. Like right. she's going to get an earful. <laughs> so you have to kind of be able to, you know, brush it off and, and not make it feel so personal. Like it's a personal attack. It's just the circumstances. So well, right. yeah, it's hard it, to separate it, yourself. It is. It is. It, especially for those that are brand new to the social work field, Mm -hmm. you know, as you're in the social work field more and more, you do get seasoned, you learn how to tune some of it out and just attribute it to, she's having a bad day. I'm going to let it go. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're more on the newer side to social work, you take it a little bit harder. You tend to take those thoughts home with you and you've really got to be able to distance yourself. You've got to be able to establish boundaries both for you and with your birth mom. Mm -hmm. And that's really important just having the ability to set those boundaries and be okay with not being a people pleaser. Cause you say no a lot as a birth mom case manager. <laughs> I mean, there are times where I'll, I'll get phone calls with, you know, a case manager that may have just started and she'll be like, well, what about this? And I'm like, no, you just got to go back and say, no. Okay. Well, is there any way that we can kind of, you know, maybe try it this way? And no, you know, it's not, not going to happen. Right. And a lot of it is legally, you can't do certain things, Correct. you know, yes. the law won't allow it. And so yeah. that probably you helps know, to be able to say no in that case. Oh, for sure. You for know. sure. Absolutely. And the other thing is you have to be able to do the proverbial dance. You've got to be able to understand that there's so much going on in their heads with the idea of, okay, I'm placing my baby for adoption. I'm feeling the baby kick. Like there's so much turmoil in there and you've got to know when she needs you and when to back off. That's important because it's kind of like, were you in the delivery room with your son? I was, yes. Okay. So that's a really good way, a really good analogy. 
So when I was in labor with my four kids, there are, you know, times where, yes, I wanted my back rubbed or I wanted, you know what I mean? Some ice. There were other times where, no, I didn't want you to put your hands on me and I don't want any ice and you can take that burger and go eat it out in the hallway. Right. And I don't even want to see your face right now. Right. I I had a, okay, this is talk about disclosure. I had a ponytail at the time. This was, you know, early nineties still. And my wife at the time grabbed that ponytail and she was pretty angry at the time. And so you just kind of, okay, you know, she's, this is a different. So she grabbed your ponytail and and then the next minute she's probably like, honey. (laughs) Right. Then she's like, can you get me some ice and, you know, or can I get a back rub or. Absolutely. And so it's kind of not with pulling a ponytail or a back rub, but right. it's kind of one of those, okay, now I'm, I'm, I'm present. I'm here for you. Let's talk versus why is she not calling me back? You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's, it's understanding that there is some push and pull and right. it's not personal. It's just processing. A case manager has to be able to do that. They have to be able to be really organized and be able to, understand that things have to be done in a timely fashion, that birth mothers do go off the grid sometimes. And that doesn't necessarily mean the adoption's over. It just means they need some space. Something may have happened in their lives. You know, they're living their regular lives too. And so understanding that they're struggling, meeting them where they are. We've talked about that so many times. Mm -hmm. You have to be able to do that as a birth mother case manager. You have to be able to understand that people have made choices in their life that they may not be happy with. That being said, it's important to to meet them where they are and not judge them for the choices that they've made. Right. Because people can pick up real quick on when they're being judged. I think that's probably true. And sometimes I believe that people pick up on judgment that isn't even there. So you really need to get that judgment out of the way completely because you don't want him to even perceive you as being judgmental. You know what I mean? Even if you're not. And one of the hardest things about being a case manager, especially after they deliver, is Uh understanding that you can't continue to spoon feed okay, here's this, here's this. I made your appointment for you. I set up a ride for you. I, I'm going to call you 15 minutes before your appointment to remind you. I'm, you know, it's, it's, you, you've led the horse to water. Uh-huh. They need to drink. We're not going to take a cup with us to the river and scoop it out of the river and continue to pour. You know, it's, it's gotta be okay. We've worked with you. We've, we've got to trust that we have instilled in you everything that we can. And we want you to launch and we want to empower you and we want to support you. Right. But we're not doing you any favors if we continue to spoon feed you. We really want you to fly. You know, there's a reason that eagles push their babies out of a nest, which I can't even imagine the way they (laughs) fly. (laughs) I mean, I just wonder what goes through their head the minute before they do it. Right. Oh, if it was you, I'm sure. (laughs) Just going through the torment of, no, I shouldn't do this. Oh, I can't. I can't even even imagine. I can't even imagine. I'd be (laughs) be the eagle on the bottom of the nest looking down going, I wonder if this is too far. Like, I wonder (laughs) if I I made a nest that's a little closer to the ground in case it didn't take flight, would we still be okay? (laughs) How can I erect a trampoline underneath? (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. And and yes, and then we'd be doing eagle push-ups every day for months prior. Right. So yeah, and then the weather would have to be just right so that they, you know, wasn't too windy or raining. Or right. You're like going to be like NASA saying, oh, we can't have a launch today. The weather's too bad. <laughs> There's too right. many clouds. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So by the time I would push them out, they'd probably be full grown eagles and, mm. you know, just forget it. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. So I think that, you know, a case manager has to have that. They have to be able to be genuine and true. Mm-hmm. And, and real to not only themselves, but to the birth mom. And the relationship that you build is a real relationship. And it is hard at the end when, you know, she chooses to not go to the Donna Kevin's program and she chooses to manage her own living expenses and she she's done and walks out the door. It's hard to let go. Mm-hmm. And it's something that takes time to be able to accept and understand. You know, I've had caseworkers, even very seasoned ones, tell me I'm really struggling. I I really I'm really struggling saying goodbye. And there is a process and it's hard. The other thing is is that when a birth mother has changed her mind or she's scammed and you as a case manager have to have the ability to to go backwards with a supervisor and say, "Okay, let's really talk about what happened. Let's see if there's any signs that we can look back at now that we didn't see then, you know, and really, really staff the case and understand, you know, was there something that I could have done differently or is there something, because that's how you grow and learn. Right. And that's how you're going to make it better for the future where you can go, Oh wait, I remember this red flag. Mm -hmm. That's something I should keep an eye. Yeah. As an agency and as a supervisor, you know, that is one of the reasons that we staff our cases every week is because, you know, as we're going through and asking questions, we're catching what maybe some of the, you know, the newer case managers may not recognize. Mm -hmm. And we have our lists that we go through. And like I said, we really, that's where as a team, we pick up where maybe somebody doesn't have those skills yet. And so that's why, you know, in working with families, I always say, you know, we staff every case every week. So it's not, even if you have a newer case manager, it's not that, something's going to, you know, slip through, but we still want to go over with them and make sure that they understand like, okay, well, let's look at this situation Uh because it's how everybody learns. You know, they call it practicing medicine for a reason. Because you're never perfect at it, but you're trying to achieve that. You keep practicing. You know, unfortunately, when, when you're going to a doctor, everybody says, yeah, I'm going to go to the most seasoned doctor and I'm going to go, you know, and I want to see the specialist who's done this, you know, five thousand times before and you know as it gets closer you wind up with the physician assistant that started the week before (laughs) (laughs) they gotta start somewhere on that journey to five thousand they gotta start somewhere and that's where as a nation we need to give people grace so all of these these attributes and behaviors and actions really have to kind of all come together. So finding a good case manager is always a really hard thing to do Mm -hmm. because you have to kind of pick and choose and prioritize what's really important. I would say, you know, as an agency for us, what I feel is really important is somebody who's very coachable, somebody who who meets the requirements of the state to be a case manager. Mm -hmm. I would say it is somebody that has an open heart and wants to help those that want the help. 
somebody who's not judgmental, somebody who is a self-starter and can be present in the moment and has enough education that she can direct a birth mother on where to go for the services that she does need that are outside of her pregnancy or adoption related um, concerns. The, um, the birth mother needs to have the ability to stay organized and have a flexible schedule. And so sometimes it feels like we're looking for a diamond in the rough because mm -hmm. we need somebody that has all of these attributes and a birth mother deserves somebody who has all of these attributes. Not to mention you need somebody that, as we said before, is thick-skinned and can take a little abuse. And, uh, you know, all those combined. Now, are you looking for anybody or hiring? We're at the always moment? looking for case managers. We're always looking for case managers. And that's something that I think we'll be doing till the end of time. Okay. Because in social work as a whole, there's a high burnout rate. In adoptions, these women can really take a toll sometimes. And I don't even know that it's their fault. I think it is dealing with the rawest emotions that you can imagine and still maintaining the biggest heart. And like I said, that's a diamond in the rough. We have a pregnancy crisis hotline available 24-7 by phone or text at 623-695-4112 or you can reach us on our toll-free number at 1-800-340-9665. We can make an immediate appointment with you to get you to a safe place, provide food and clothing, and help you get started on creating an Arizona adoption plan or just give you more information. Check out our blogs on our website at azpregnancyhelp.com and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by looking for AZ Adopt Podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, make sure to rate and review us on whatever platform you use to listen to us. Birth Mother Matters and Adoption was written and produced by Kelly Rourke Scary and edited by me. Thanks go out to Grapes for letting us use their song, I Don't Know, as our theme song. Join us next time on Birth Mother Matters and Adoption. For Kelly Rourke Scary, I'm Ron Rains, and we'll see you then. 